This is The Rich Eisen Show. You've made a safe place for the truth to be told. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think that the Lions got screwed. He's reporting. You can't convince me otherwise. And the fact that the league says, hey, it's on the players, that's the biggest BS in the world, especially when you demote your officials. You know, that's an acknowledgement of doing wrong. Today's guests. Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen, Steelers cornerback Patrick Peterson, plus Colts receiver Michael Pittman. And now, it's Rich That Eisen. is correct. Can confirm, and there I am. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate series XM Odyssey and more. We say hello to our podcast listener audience out there on the cumulus podcast network we've got a ton of different uh podcasts for you overreaction mondays out there it's still very very germane because we're still overreacting to what happened last weekend getting ready to overreact to what we're we're gonna be seeing this weekend charles davis on what the football with Susie and amy that's out there for you all three hours of this show we've got three players patrick queen of the one seed AFC North champion Baltimore Ravens is first up. Patrick Peterson Peterson. of the Pittsburgh Steelers who need to beat the Ravens this weekend and then get some help in order to make the playoffs as a 10-win National Football League team in the regular season. He joins us at the top of hour number two. Hour number three, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts, who last year at this time were flat out dead in the water. They are in a de facto playoff game in week number 18, beat the Texans. They're in, lose to the Texans. They are out. That is the way we are wrapping things up on this Thursday for you. But we've got three hours until all that. I've got my top five most intriguing games to look forward oh. to. There's our phone lines, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I have uh, completely set the table for you. So that's now I turn to Chris Brockman and say, how are you, sir? Good to see you on this Thursday. You said it. I'm going to eat. How are you, Jason Feller? How are you? what's up, Rich? Mike Del Tufo is... I don't know. Okay. Uh, (laughs) TJ Jefferson, Candleslit. Good to see you over there. I'm tired, man. I was up in the middle of the night watching Wrestle Kingdom 18 from Japan. What were you doing? Exactly, exactly. Rich. Watching Wrestle exactly. Kingdom 18 from Japan last night. Nobody it, knows it, what that it means. It didn't start till well, wrestling fans know Chris. It starts in the <laughs> middle of the night. Started at 1 a.m. So I'm a little tired right now, dude. Who are you the hell is Tim Horton? You? you know, is that what you did? Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. It's like the WrestleMania of Japan. Don't be ignorant, guys. Please. You Very know, good. Don't be ignorant. Great. Uh, uh, shout right. to that boy Naito. How do you? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Domo <laughs> arigato. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Roboto. Those right. Bernales, uh, hey, here's what we do here on this program. <laughs> we let you in on uh, on things you might not know. Okay, we try to set the table, as I say. We uh, we give you access. We make you smarter. That's what we do here on this program. Try to uh, until we act completely stupid, which is probably going to happen in two minutes anyway. <laughs> you mean we haven't started that? Already? And I haven't started that yet. No. So here's what I'm holding in my hands right now. I've given each, each of you gentlemen. Well, you remember this when you used to work at NFL. I, these things are great. NFL research comes up with grids, color-coded grids. Scenario. Here they are. Playoff clinching scenarios, what's the, what's depending the scenario? on every single game that actually go, yeah. counts in the playoff clinching scenarios for week 18. Here you go. I'm holding the AFC one up in my hand. I think I've AFC. even given that to uh, Mr. Hoskins, as a matter of fact. There it is. 
There is a lot of purple because all 32 different playoff uh, scenarios and how things can play out in the AFC this weekend. Baltimore is the one seed, and there's a lot of red in the three seed because the Chiefs have clinched the three seed. But Can't that, change. And, uh, and the Cleveland, there's a lot of brown in the five seed. Hey. Uh, and, and that is because they, they are the five seed. And that is why uh, Tyler Huntley and Blaine Gabbard. And who's starting for the Cleveland Browns this weekend? Oh, man, I forgot. Is it, uh, is it Mike, Mike Sipe? Brian Sipe? <laughs> Brian yeah, Seip. Jake Driscoll. That's who it is. Okay, Driscoll, for the yeah. Cleveland Browns, that's who's starting uh, in in uh, for Cleveland because they've clinched. Spurgeon win. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, <laughs> Some the, couch. The NFC playoff seedings are, are so whacked out. Uh, it's kind of cut and dry because uh, in the AFC, lots have been clinched, and there's only uh, a handful of scenarios as to who can make the seven seed or the four seed or the six seed. In the uh, in the NFC, it's so whacked out. There's 32 permutations for seeds one through five, 64 for seeds four, six, and seven. Okay, there you go. That's so crazy. And that's how we needed two pieces, two sheets, two pieces of paper <laughs> to figure out how how the uh, the end of the wild card race is going to be figured out um, in the uh, in the NFC. And and we're here to simplify things for you. You know, if you were here, we'd hand you these color coded charts. Um, and then I would ask you for your glasses because I forgot mine at home and I'm freaked out about it. I, but I'm going to I'm going to get through this three hour program. OK, because not only do I need it to see anybody who watches on the Roku channel, you know, it, it's it, it's something I grab. And, yeah. and, and then and then and, and then literally halfway off. through the show, I'm like, I can't see through them because I put my fingers all over the lenses. <laughs> I, I'm going too deep now. Now I'm too deep now. Now I need to simplify. Things. I told you you need all to right. turn into Fred G. Sanford and have a drawer full of glasses. I, I, I got it. I got it. Out. So um, I'll simplify it for you, certainly for um, the NFC first in the NFC. All right. There are 64 scenarios for the four, six and seven seed. The four seed is kind of simple. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win, they are the four seed and they're in the playoffs. If they lose, then the winner of the Saints and the Falcons win the NFC South, and they are the four seed. So you got that. But unbelievably, Tampa has no scenarios. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. I saw all this before the show. Make sure I'm getting this right. Yet Tampa has zero scenarios in which they're the seven seed. So they're either in as the four or they're out. Wow. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons have zero scenarios where they are the seven seed. They're either the four or they're out. For some reason, don't ask me why. As Billy Joel once famously said in the Glass Houses uh, album, <laughs> the Saints have two scenarios in which they could be the seven seed. Hey. Here we go, yo. So I'm saying there's a chance. You want to read those and, off? And and because the, the Bucks have a playoff clinching scenario with a tie, just, but the bottom line is, here's the deal: the Saints can still make it even when they lose. Uh, I I I don't know what to tell you. Well, no, they they win and then they're in as the uh, as the seven seed. Yeah, they involve Arizona winning because it's a playoff clinching scenario involved yeah. like with uh, common opponents or whatever. Yeah. Um, when you lose, I win. <laughs> and I promised I'd try to make it simple for you. I'm and so, so here you go. Well, don't be confused. There are of the 64 different scenarios um, for the six and seven seeds. The Rams are, are in all 64 of them. They've clinched. The Packers are in 38 of the 64, just over half. Okay. 16 of the 64 scenarios 
the Seahawks are in. Six of the 64 scenarios, the Vikings are in. And in the uh, in the scenarios for the New Orleans Saints, to make it as a seven seed, pardon me, there's four different scenarios where they can make it still. And uh, so that's your chances of your team getting in the playoffs as a wild card in the NFC. The Bucks can't make it as a wild card. The Falcons can't make it as a wild card. But the Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, and Saints can. Make sense? Thank you. So what's that? Is that it? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. Man, in the AFC, 32 playoff clinching scenarios. Half of them, half of them have Miami showing up in Kansas City for the wild card. Oof. Bottom line, if the Bills beat the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, if they lose, they're locked as the sixth seed. So on Sunday night when you're watching that game, if the Dolphins lose, you get Tyreek Hill going to Arrowhead and ooh, super ooh, wild card ooh, weekend. Let's go. Correct. <laughs> 20 of the 32 scenarios have the Jaguars in. Half of them are the Jaguars winning the division. The Jaguars have scenarios in which they lose. They're in as the seventh seed in the American Football Conference playoffs. And if you could pop that uh, that AFC color-coded chart on the screen, for those watching on the Roku channel, that's the teal you see under the seven column. See the four Jacksonville scenarios where they can lose their game in Tennessee and still make the playoffs. Okay, now then, 16 of the 32 scenarios that you see on the screen have Houston, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis in. Hmm. Pittsburgh could wind up being the sixth seed as well under certain scenarios. And Pittsburgh and Jacksonville have clinching scenarios where they lose their games and still get in. And you know how that happens. It all involves a whole bunch of stuff that I will just quickly make as understandable as possible. Jacksonville makes the playoffs in the AFC if they lose under this following scenario. Here we go. Let me get it for you here. Oh, my gosh. I got papers everywhere. (laughs) And I don't have my glasses, damn it. Okay. Here you go. Thank you. On the screen. Uh, The playoff clinching scenarios that if they tie and the Steelers lose or the Steelers and Broncos lose and the Texans and Colts don't end in a tie. All right. So the Steelers go first against the Ravens. And then the other clinching scenarios for the Pittsburgh Steelers where they can lose and still make it is if Jacksonville loses, Denver wins, and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So, I think we're going to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Well, that's entirely possible because, again, they're taking on a Ravens team that is not starting their MVP quarterback in the Ravens not starting Lamar Jackson. However... This is why I'm leading up to this whole punch for you. The team that has the most on the line this weekend. I understand the Indianapolis Colts and the Texans are playing a playoff game. Whoever wins is in. And whoever wins might be in as the 
AFC South champion if the Jacksonville Jaguars lose the next day in Tennessee. And you just saw yesterday, we ended the show with Mike Vrabel giving a very impassioned speech about why it matters for them to win this game in Tennessee despite a lost season full of losses. I understand that. Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans can go to the playoffs and go to the playoffs with a home playoff game as division champions in their first season as head coaches in the NFL. That's a lot on the line, right? Jordan Love can make the playoffs by beating the Bears and putting ownership of the Bears in his name. Scratched out Aaron Rodgers in week one, and he can continue to sharpie that in to the ownership of the Bears as the quarterback of the Packers in week 18. That's big. Obviously, the NFC South is up for grabs. That's big. Pete Carroll would love to make the playoffs. I understand there's a lot on the line for everybody, and that's what we do in this business is talk about what's at stake, and everyone could use it. However, there's one team that has the most on the line this weekend, and it's the road team in the final game of this weekend in regular season. It's the Buffalo Bills. I left them out of this whole spiel about the scenarios and how many teams can be in and how many teams can be out and what are the odds and how many teams are in how many scenarios and all that stuff. Of the 32 playoff clinching scenarios in the AFC, again, this color-coded chart I started with right here, very simple, 28 of them have the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. 28 of the 32. There's only four scenarios in which the Bills do not make the playoffs. And they are a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. They're three on my power rankings list, and they have been living there for damn near a month. They are playing some of the best football in the NFL, and I know they struggled against the Chargers and the Patriots, and the Chargers and the Patriots are in the top ten of the draft, some top five maybe. I get it. Games are tough to win in December and January when you're supposed to win them. And the other teams, as again, you heard from Mike Vrabel, they want to win. No, your team's not tanking. All right? They are playing some of the best football and out of everybody that I just mentioned, with all due respect to Green Bay and Seattle and to everybody trying to win the South divisions in their respective conferences and Pittsburgh, which team were you talking about as possibly making the Super Bowl and winning it this year? that could be out this weekend. That would be the Buffalo Bills. And they're going into Miami, which would be the two seed if they win. That's it. Miami is either the two seed or the six seed. If you put up that color-coded chart one more time on the AFC, you take a look and you see the Miami blue, light blue. It's either in the two or the six. That's it. They're either hosting the Texans, they're either hosting the Colts, the Jaguars, Pittsburgh. They could be hosting Buffalo still, by the way. Buffalo has a chance to be the seventh seed. So the way that the Buffalo Bills are out, there's only four scenarios where they are out, is if they lose. Because you could see Miami. Would you want to be hosting Pittsburgh or Jacksonville or Indianapolis or Houston? Or even, you know, Buffalo. Or would you rather be visiting Kansas City? I understand the way Kansas City looks, but you want to take that chance that they don't flip a switch? Gotcha. 
So Buffalo needs to win it because they could be the two seed. And here's a scenario in which they're out. If Pittsburgh wins in Baltimore, okay? Okay. We've already established that's feasible. Yep. And then the Houston and Indianapolis game does not end in a tie. Somebody wins it. I would say that's possible. I would say most likely there'll be a winner. Then we go into Sunday watching Tennessee because if Jacksonville beats Tennessee to become the AFC South champions, that's possible, right? Yep. Yeah. Then Buffalo loses, they're out. They would enter Sunday night football in you're either the two seed or you're home and you're out and this entire season where you finished up playing some of the best football, and they could go in and lose a game like they did in Philadelphia, looking like world beaters, but a mistake here cost them at the end. Does that sound like a Buffalo Bill scenario to you? With their MVP quarterback lighting it up, and the coach makes the offensive coordinator change middle of the season, and it seems to work, and it still doesn't put them in the playoffs? And as I told everybody in the rest of the AFC weeks ago, Do not let them in the tournament. And four teams that have everything to play for, Pittsburgh when they take the field on Saturday, the Texans and the Colts when they take the field on Saturday night, and Jacksonville when they take the field on Sunday, and the Titans acting as if they have everything to play for. But Jacksonville goes into Tennessee, and they win their games. Buffalo has to win to make the playoffs. Otherwise, they're out. Or they're in as the two seed. I've never heard of such a thing. And this is the season that they were supposed to win it all. And they enter week 18 in a very feasible, they've got to win or go home. Which is why NBC and the league chose this game. Not just because of all the stars on the field. And that you could either be the AFC East champ. Or most likely, again, 28 of the 32 scenarios have the Bills making it. But the other four scenarios sound pretty damn feasible. And if the coach, when he made the offensive coordinator changes, and everybody's talking about Sean McDermott, was out of options, if they didn't make the playoffs, does he get saved just because they played so damn well all the way through to the end? I mean, there's a ton at stake right now. That team more than all of them. And the rest of the AFC is with him. Because I would be rooting for those four scenarios where the Bills were out if I were the rest of the teams in the American Football Conference playoff boat. Let's take a break. Baltimore Ravens are going to put Patrick Queen on our screen right now, and that rhymes. (laughs) Honestly, I'm spinning words, and I have no glasses. <laughs> You're like blind fury. There's a Christmas tree in the window too. Oh, fantastic! Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial right here. Patrick Queen will be joining us next from the Baltimore Ravens' top seeded defense. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, back here on the program, our radio audience will return in less than two minutes, and that's when we'll bring in Patrick Queen. Um, and again, just uh, for my own edification, Chris, you were watching the Ravens check in on our Zoom. Yeah, I don't have that capability. I'm yeah. I'm watching what our, our competition's yep. up to and everything else that's going on and I got the world our, of sports. I got our full uh, camera mix. Is there? Is there? You say there's a Christmas tree in the there? Room? There is so? still a Christmas tree at the Ravens facility. So what? Like again. We we talked about the full on ornaments and everything. No, we talked yeah. about the cutoff of Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Right. You you Larry David thought yesterday right is the the, the Wednesday two days. You get two yeah. days to wish people a Happy New Year, and then you don't say Happy New Year to anybody anymore. And you think it's a two week thing? I think you get about mid January as long as you haven't seen them yet. I got it. Understood. Right. right. I mean, it'd be weird if I said Happy New Year every to you time I saw every you. time I saw you. Exactly. Like I said it to you, I think the first time I saw you. Yep. And um, that's it. That's good. That's it, it sticks. That's good. It sticks. Right. I mean, it sticks like your candle right there. It's lit. You either you light it or you don't. Now, when Del Tufo comes in, this. If he comes back in, then do we say Happy New Year? I think on Monday I'm going to say Happy New Year to Mike. It's the first time I've seen him. Is he he here on Monday? We don't know. I have no idea, actually. Do Do we know? Uh, he should be here. Okay, good. Wow, that's Uh, that's conditional phrasing. Not a yes. (laughs) So what's what's the cutoff on having a Christmas tree? Great question. That's a personal preference. Great question. Personal preference. Ours came down on the 26th. Really? What? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's a that's a steel curtain. That's an iron curtain that just comes straight down. That's insane. Christmas is over. Yeah, but I, you gotta let the boy revel in the, in the bask in the honestly, glory a little bit, don't you? The tree we put our tree up the day after Thanksgiving. It's been I mean, up a it's whole been month. ten days. Oh, okay. since, it's been ten days after Christmas now. It's been up a whole month. Okay, it's you, ten days. You had a, you were the after yeah. Christmas. Okay, well, Thanksgiving then, boom, we came up. Well, okay. whatever it is, the Ravens. Hey, it's the, we're all paying rent in the Ravens world right now. Anyway, hey, amen to that. Yep. You know what I mean? So the Ravens are. Look, nobody's telling Steve Bashotti what to do with his tree. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show, Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. I don't know of a single power ranking list that doesn't have this team number one. Who doesn't have this team number one? I mean, they are not a legitimate yeah, power ranking a list. list. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, they they smoked the uh, 49ers on Christmas night, and then they like they filleted the mammal. Because again, the dolphins are not fish. They're All right, mammal. they're a mammal, yeah. um, and and then put it all together. 
the other way to ask the question is who's got it better than them? Nobody. You can thank you for saying it. He won't say it because he just can't. Nobody. He just can't do a Harbaugh thing over there, <laughs> like Kyle Hamilton couldn't. Come but on. this guy's an LSU champion, so he knows what it's like to to win a national championship, and now he knows what it's like to be the number one seed in the AFC playoff uh, once again. Patrick Queen back here on the Rich Eisen. Good to see you, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. Appreciate it for having me. Is that a Christmas tree over your left shoulder? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. I mean, um, how, I mean, it looks like a small Christmas tree. I'm not going to lie. It's just a small ornament yeah. to your left. That's, that's for the small tight ends that we got. So, you know, they go. Is that what it is? Is, it, is, that, that's, uh, is that Isaiah Likely's tree? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Isaiah Likely, Mark got all the small guys on that side of the boat. Uh, are you in the guy. tight end room? Like, what, what room are you in right now in the well, Ravens? In the you, is that right? Okay. All right. Very good. Call them small. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean know listen, this is your world, man. Um, what what is it like to be on this team right now, Patrick? Uh, it's, it's exciting, but uh, at the same time, it's just like we so everybody's so locked in and so focused. Like, just the energy is great. Uh, you know, it's something that we I haven't done since I've been here, and it's something that haven't been done since uh, nineteen. So, um, just where we're sitting at right now. Then we got Pittsburgh this week, so you know everything. Everybody's just fired up right now okay everyone's fired up right now and uh how are you approaching week 18 same way i approach every week uh just make sure my body's right make sure my mind right just get out getting ready to go out here and just get another win okay just go out and get another win um what did you do to san francisco that others seem to have had problems doing i think tackle for four quarters and then affect the quarterback i think uh with the line they got is Kind of difficult to get there, but we had faith in our D-line, and they did a terrific job, and we just played coverage behind them. We did what we do, uh, and if we needed to blitz, we blitz, but we rarely had to do that. Well, going, think- going into the week when you're looking at film of Brock Purdy, what did you think you could exploit? Uh, just trying to get pressure on him. Like he, he can make every throw on the field. He can make all the reads, and uh, we just knew that we could get pressure on him and just – the pocket on him and not give him clear lanes to throw uh, that we could definitely affect him. Okay, so, you know, because the general sense in my industry, Patrick, is that uh, Brock Purdy got exposed by you, and I understand you would think that you have the MVP quarterback of the league on your team, and I think that will be proven correct at NFL Honors the Thursday before Super Bowl that you'd like to be playing it. But uh, what do, what do you say to people that think you exposed Brock Purdy? How do you respond to that? I mean, our defense been playing great like that all year, and you know, uh, it's just he just had to be one of the guys that we had to affect, and uh, that be the outcome. But I, th- I still think he's a great quarterback. I still think he's definitely should be like that in that running. Oh, for sure. I think Lamar obviously should win it, but I think Brock Purdy still should be in that running. Okay, and then what were you able to affect against Miami so successfully? Oh man, it's it's tales and what Miami does and what San Fran does that I can't say uh, right now, just in case we have to see those guys again. But um, it's just like I said, you just gotta affect the quarterback. Honestly, you just gotta get your D line and get into those lanes. Uh, just play coverage. Don't let anybody get behind you. Just have the tackle for four quarters. No, and again, I understand you might have to play Miami again, and then uh, obviously anybody that might um, have thought that this matchup on Christmas night would have been tighter than the one that we saw would like to see a rematch in the Super Bowl. But you just said there's tells. I'm not asking you to tell me a tell, but you're saying you've seen something. Yeah. You just got to hit the guys for four quarters. That's it. And if it takes longer, 
do it for longer. Uh, it's really just come down to it's, it's football. It got to be a physical game. It's a physical sport. That's what it got to be. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Joe Burrow story, Patrick? Hmm. Actually, I, my favorite Joe Burrow story probably was the day he came in, the first time we had uh, our conditioning test. He came in with his long hair. Everybody calling him Sunshine, making fun of him and stuff. And the guy's just blowing the conditioning test out the water. Like, we all preparing for it, and we are all there gasping. Uh, I remember me and Devin used to, like, do the races during the conditioning test, and Joe is, like, right there, step for step, running with us, talking a little trash every now and then. Everybody's getting water, and Joe's like, no, nah, I don't need no water. I'm good. And he just came in and blew it out the water. And really from that point on, we know who Joe, we know who Joe was going to be. So was that the only day you called him Sunshine, Patrick? Uh, it probably it probably lasted like another week and he cut his hair. So Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, it was a hair thing. So you so he showed up um, you know, I guess out of the portal from Columbus, Ohio. Any and and you you weren't expecting much. I mean, what was your that was your first impression of Burrow? Yeah, so uh, I came in with Miles Brennan, uh, five star quarterback, everything. So you know, obviously, when you come in with somebody in your class, you want that guy to be the player. And you know, you hear about Joe coming from Ohio State and stuff, and it's like it's gonna be this quarterback competition. And it's like, well, I want my guy to win. But then the way Joe came in, he just he took over. He took over everything, honestly. He did. And so it was there, uh, um, outside of the conditioning moment, a moment on the field of that national championship season uh, where you, you thought to yourself, this guy is something else. Yeah, uh, I think maybe it was the Florida game and it was going back and forth, back and forth. How time we go in, I think they're up by seven or tied one or the other. And he comes in, he was like, if y'all don't score anymore, I promise we're going to blow them out. Showing up after halftime, come out, guns blazing, touchdown to Jamar, touchdown to uh, Clyde, just everybody scoring. Everybody scoring. Any similarities between Joe and Lamar that you can point I out? I think their confidence in it and knowing what they could do. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, both of those guys play totally different, but also can make every single play on the field. Um, it's just when you see those guys step on the field, it's just like that swagger about some. I don't know what it is. Like you could never say what it directly is, but it's like this, just the energy that they have. Mm-hmm. And um, so Lamar this year does appear to have taken another step. Obviously, he's won an MVP before before you, you know, got there to Baltimore. So you don't have that frame of reference of what he looked like that season to this one. I, I understand that, but. You are uh, a linebacker of note for an, uh, a defensive unit that is balling out. So what have you seen differently from, say, maybe even last year or the previous two years to this year with your quarterback, Patrick? I think he just got complete control of the offense and knowing everything about the offense and knowing what he can do and what he can't do. And the things that he can't do is not very many things. And uh, when you just see him step on the field, bro, it's just – like everything, like making the checks, making the reads, uh, going through every single progression. If something's not there, just taking what he could get, not trying to force anything. Uh, it's just he's playing real dominant at, uh, at that uh, quarterback position right now. And um, that's why we got all the faith to just go out there, get the stars, and get the ball back in his hand as fast as we can. And walk me through your relationship with uh, Roquan Smith. Quan, as he told me to call him. Um, what about what about you and Quan? Next time you can talk to him, call him Rohan. Rohan. Let me write that down. Okay. Uh, What will happen to me if I call him Rohan Patrick? Give me a full heads up, please. 
Nothing's gonna happen to you. He might get a little hot, but nothing will happen. <laughs> he might get a little hot. Might get a little hot. Let me make a note of that. Okay. So, uh, Quan and Quan and Queen, uh, Q squared. What, what do you? What? What's your relationship with him? Great guy. He's actually like lives right inside of me. Uh, he's just, I mean, just a force. He always got some jokes every single day. He come into the facility. He got a new joke that we swear he gets from like a movie or something that he go home and watch. But he claimed he doesn't. He claimed he just got that much knowledge upstairs. And I, we all highly doubt that. But, I mean, a great guy, a great leader, a uh, fierce competitor. Uh, he just got that switch. As soon as he stepped on the field, he's a whole different person. So, uh, it's somebody that I highly respect and I highly love. What do you mean he's a totally different person? He, like, in the facility, he's joking 24-7. Never got a straight face. But then as soon as we get on the field, bro, that switch flips quick. Mm. Any of the jokes are safe for work? Can you tell me them? One of the jokes? No, no okay. <laughs> they got to stay in house. All they got to stay in house. Okay, very good. Understood. Very good. Um, well, you know what slipped out of house, Patrick, was uh, John Harbaugh's dance moves um, after you clinched the one seed. Yeah. Um, you want to give me a critique? Quick critique here? Patrick? Zero out of ten. I get one out of ten. One out of ten because he tried. He was oh, having fun. One. Okay. He was having one out of ten. Did, uh, did he need treatment after it? You know, he, uh, I, I think he actually cut his hand open. So did he really? He had, did, yeah, he, he, did he really cut his hand open? Yeah, he had blood gushing from his hand. He just wiped it on his forehead and just wow. Yeah, that's war a, daddy. That's a battle case for <laughs> war daddy. Wow. <laughs> what he cut his hand on? Something on the floor? I guess his watch. I guess his watch. <laughs> He was doing like some kind of like dance with his little arm moving side to side. I don't know what it was. Oh my! I had no idea. It drew blood. That's how. That's how uh, off kilter his dance moves were. Okay, should have been dancing. Okay, but hey, everything's good though. Uh, obviously, in in your world, and you know, he's off to the national championship game Monday night. Did you you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. I did not. He's apparently going there. His brother's coaching in it. You know, that's 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 my school, Patrick. You have any uh, advice for me? Got any advice for me? Man, just enjoy the moment. I could, that's all I can say. Honestly, enjoy the moment. Okay. Well, I, I was planning on going out there um, Monday night, like Odell, and handing out hundred dollar bills. Did you? Yeah, did, see, you did you get any uh, of those? Did you get any of uh, those that night? I don't, I don't recall that night. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, oh my God, he's got to leave the Zoom all of a sudden. I don't recall. Okay. And now Odell's your teammate. That's pretty wild. Isn't it crazy yeah, how no, things happen? I, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, just seeing him for that split second after the uh, national championship game, and then seeing him now and just being able to actually hang out with him, see the type of guy he is. Uh, just, I think he's a guy that everybody needs in their locker room. Uh, he's just easy to mess with with his teammates and stuff. And then on the field, he still got it. Everybody was saying he watching. And he still make plays that people scratch their head to. So, last one for you, Patrick. Before I let you go out of this Zoom here, what would it mean for you to add a Lombardi to the national championship you won at LSU? It'll mean the world. Uh, I won one in high school, won a national championship in college. So winning this one, that'll be the big three. And uh, just to see everybody accomplish their our common goal, uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Just seeing everybody, family happy, seeing them happy, uh, knowing that everything that we've been working on for so long just you know finally come to uh, pass. Well, who's got it better than you, right? Nobody. There you go. Well done. You know, Kyle Hamilton wouldn't finish that sentence because he's an Notre Dame guy and he thinks it's a Michigan thing. Did you know that? Yeah, Kyle, you got to tell him to grow up. He, yeah. he, he acts like a baby sometimes. Okay. You tell him that. And you tell Rohan I said hi. Will you please? 
I will. I okay. Will. <laughs> Take care, Patrick. Thanks again. <laughs> yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah, Thank it's y'all. it. Patrick Queen right there in front of the tight ends room Christmas tree. Little tree. On the Rich Eisen show. The little tight ends. Little kept tight calling end. them little. Listen. Yeah. Uh, they're teammates. Let him. Let him. Come on now. They're, they're all good. So I learned a few things. Okay. Here's what I learned. All right. The tight ends have a little Christmas tree in their room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's what I learned. He suddenly has a fuzzy memory when uh, Ben Franklin comes up from that night. Hundred dollar handshakes. Very, 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 very fuzzy. Interesting. Fuzzy memory. Get the gag. Um, yeah, look at the video. I am. Here's another thing. I am not calling Quan Smith Rohan. Yeah, yeah. I was going to advise against. As that. your attorney, yeah. I recommend nah, not doing. Not that. doing that. Not doing that. The second he said it, I was like, "You probably think you could, but I don't think you should." You Lamar yeah. has full control of the offense. And I will say this again, because we talked about this yesterday with uh, Schefter. And he's just like, you know, why didn't other teams approach the Ravens and put them in the rock in the hard place? Or if I go fully count, full count, full count the end of nobody went out. Nobody, nobody reached the Ravens. Not, not one team, Rich, not one team. Okay. And then, <laughs> but last year, Week 15, Saturday afternoon game on NFL Network, sitting in a, in a room with Kurt Warner, talking to John Harbaugh, who, again, find yourself in your life someone who loves you as much as John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. I'm telling you, every word out of his mouth is effusive. Every story is, this guy's unbelievable. And under that construct he told a story of how Lamar sometimes would make a play where he doesn't know how he sees the receiver he's like fourth fifth in the and on on the uh progression he's running around makes an unbelievable throw touchdown and he'll say to him how, how did you see that Lamar and he would say just playing ball coach and then uh same game he would just make a throw where he throws it in a window, he shouldn't, and it's picked. And he'd say to him, like, why'd you throw that? And he got the same answer, just playing ball coach. And at dinner that night, I turned to Kurt Warner. I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, is that a good thing? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, if you get more of the, the touchdowns <laughs> and less of the interceptions, <laughs> then, sure. then yeah, it is. But, like, if you want someone playing from the pocket more than running around and creating plays out of the, you know, their orifice, then not so much a good thing. This year, you're getting neither. And the ones that he is creating because he's hanging in the pocket and he's seeing the guys, he's doing more than just playing ball coach. He is killing it. Again, look at, I believe it was a touchdown when they were down against the Rams and a two-point conversion. Those two throws that Lamar made, I thought on the spot I would have handed him the MVP right then and there. Because against the Rams, who we have already learned subsequently, I believe, is that the last game the Rams have lost? Or the only game they have lost in the last couple of months? Was that game in in Baltimore? They are a tough out, man. And I think the NFC is going to learn it. Lamar, Lamar played out of his mind against the Rams when the Rams were... We're throwing it all over the bank. Yeah, the Rams have won six out of seven. The only loss is against Baltimore. In overtime due to a special teams uh, play. Yep. 
a punt return for a touchdown, a walk-off. One of only two this year. The other one being the, the Jets over the Bills in week one. Listen, so Lamar has, in fact, when you hear like he's got full control of the offense, that's not what you were hearing over the last couple of years. Or the offense wasn't, you know, as diversified enough for him to play the way that he is playing right now. Whichever way you want to look at it, it's all good in that neighborhood right now. And the last thing that I learned is uh, Niners and Dolphins have some tells. Niners and Dolphins have had some tells. When I asked for the follow-up, he's just like, oh, just hit him four quarters. Okay. (laughs) But he's like, we may play him again. We may play him again. Oh, these playoffs are going to be insane. Insane. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls, and we learned a new word here in Los Angeles. Disjointedness. I didn't know. (laughs) There's some disjointedness going on around here. Not around here, just no, no, like it, down the street. Yeah, yeah. For the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Or down the street here in El Segundo. Yeah, it's like down right. the street. I mean, where, where? There's no disjointed in this here. Away. Oh, we're fully jointed here. <laughs> Double jointed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, I have a few questions about Cincinnati that you might have to know if it's true or false. You're from Athens, right? I am, yeah. It's a three-hour drive from Cincinnati, right? Two, two and a half. Well, with a lead foot. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I've got four aspects of Cincinnati, and I want to know if you're already ready to figure out about this city. Just, I'm just picking that city out of the blue. Yeah. Okay. True or false, Cincinnati, true or false with Joe Burrow, everybody. Uh, True or false, it's the birthplace of Academy Award-winning director Steven Spielberg. False. Is that true or false? I have no idea. It is true. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. All right, that's number one. Uh, Play-Doh was invented in Cincinnati, true or false? I'm going to go out on a limb and say all these that you're saying are true. Okay, it is true. 
Now, just hold on a second. Just yeah. because you can read a defense doesn't mean that you can read me right now, okay? This pre-snap. Uh, Cincinnati is the site of the United States' biggest celebration of Oktoberfest. That's true. Okay, you see, you do that right then and there. I know uh, about the parties, yeah. You know about yeah. <laughs> Have you been to an Oktoberfest? I have not, no. Okay. <laughs> or you have to talk about it with your team first? We'll have to talk about okay, it. Okay, we'll yeah. talk about it with your team. Uh, and the number one radio station in Cincinnati is WKRP. <laughs> that one? I have no idea. Before his time, It's Rich. false. There's a famous TV show called WKRP in Cincinnati that is way before your time. Have gotcha. you never heard of it at all? Gosh, darn it. I am an I'm old. older than most college, college football players, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I mean, we've heard you're older than Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, he was in my recruiting class. Yeah. Okay. Couple, couple months, I think. And if you had one choice of a meal, would you pick crawfish or spaghetti with chili? Oh, crawfish. Really? I don't like. I don't like. I don't like all the, uh, the Cincinnati cuisine as far as all that stuff. Not yet. Greater, greater. I might, ice I, might, I might learn to like it, but we'll see. Okay. Very good. Good old Joe Burrow back in the day. <laughs> Sunshine Burrow. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. You can check out every single broadcast of the National Football League from Westwood One live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Get in the zone with AutoZone, and that streaming is free. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service as well can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, let's go to Jeremiah in Alaska. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeremiah? Jeremiah. Well, you need to turn your radio down, well, sir. Yeah, turn your radio down. What's up, Jeremiah? Well, I had to go to speaker here. There you go. What's going on? Well, you know, just driving, driving to work, driving my, you know, three-hour drive. Tough. Let's go fix that. Um, yeah, yeah. got to look at broken stuff. Okay, Take yes. Yep. All right, so what's on your mind? Well, I cannot see Russia because... Well, I actually live in Soldotna, which if you guys ever look at a map of Alaska, Soldotna is like the ball sack of Alaska, right down there in between everything. But I used anyway, to live in I used to live in Ketchikan, bro. Hey, Ketchikan. Hey, I've been there. So what's on your mind, Jeremiah? Uh, Josh Allen is overrated. Oh, <laughs> that's a triple that's, play. Oh, my God, you're killing you it. You just did the triple indie. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, I mean... Yeah, he's he's won a couple of playoff games, you know, but he has never made it to the dance. And I mean, I don't want to say people are greatly rated that have been to the dance because I mean, let's all talk about Rex Grossman. Um, you know, he was at the dance, the Super Bowl, and yeah, a lot of people don't even know who the heck he was. But anyway, the Bears have a penchant of putting people into the Super Bowl that you know are not legacy players. I don't mention Jim McMahon. You know, he's got a ring, but. But everybody talks about Josh Allen like he's so good, but he can't make it to the dance. Well, it, you know, he has yet to. Um, but uh, I, I don't believe, and thanks for the call, Jeremiah. You you, you keep on driving straight. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to obviously push back. There are many quarterbacks who are overrated, but that ain't one of them. Oh, Rich, top five overrated quarterbacks go. Stop it. All right. <laughs> uh, I just... Uh, honestly, the 13 seconds in in uh, in Kansas City was that Josh Allen's fault? No. Okay. I mean, was not <laughs> the fact that they were up with 13 seconds to go. Did Josh Allen have something to do with that? Uh, he threw an absolute bomb. Got it. Okay. Very good. Yeah. By the way, that was a triple Lindy right there. 
And by the way, uh, also, our coordinating producer, Mike Hoskins, from Western New York, diehard Buffalo Bills fan, who also represents this show. Mike, you represent this show as well as anybody else around here with the way who you are behind the scenes. Folks may not know um, who he is behind the scenes, but you do not come on the Rich Eisen Show. Drop an S-bomb. Refer to somebody, let's just say, uh, like the uh, Sopranos character, Johnny Sack, and then besmirch <laughs> Josh Allen and get away with it. <laughs> I think Mike Hoskins is kind of GPSing where the heck Jeremiah in Alaska is right now and pull him over and give him a talking to. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, great job. You jumped on the dump yep. button, man. Yeah, well done. Well done. Oh, Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll push back on that. Well, speaking of overrated, yeah. oh. are the Los Angeles Lakers that? Uh, well. Uh, because Sean Sharania of The Athletic put out a story after the Los Angeles Lakers lost again last night. They've lost nine of ten, right? Uh, nine of the last twelve. Nine of the last twelve. Yeah. Okay. Nine of the last twelve. There you go. Yeah. And he introduced two very imp- interesting words here. Uh, Jovan Bua also in this um, double byline story. Lakers coach Darvin Ham's standing in question amid locker room disconnect. Colon sources. And in the article, six different sources with direct knowledge of the situation calls it a deepening disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers' locker room, which was shut after last night's home loss to the Jimmy Butlerless Heat. For a player's... Or a team meeting, pardon me, that player's only, Darvin Ham was in on it, a team meeting after the game. And when the the locker room opened up, LeBron left. Didn't speak. He gone. (laughs) Austin Reeves spoke, called. Oh, here we go. We got it. Austin Reeves spoke. Here here you go. Let's let's play uh, Austin Reeves uh, having this to say after the uh, the game. What's the vibe like in your locker room right now? Uh. We lo- we're losing. Uh, that's anytime you lose, you know the vibe should be off. You know, if I went there and the vibe wasn't off after, you know, the rough stretch that we've had, then I'd be concerned. Um, no, that's really it. You know, I don't expect. <clears throat> For us to, you know, be happy with how we've played. So until we figured that out, um, you know, the vibe should be off. Well, when you're losing and you are, um, you are now playing a tenth different starting lineup of the season. Yeah, they're the, they're now the tenth seed in the West. That's a game under 500. And so, of course, we're all going to sit here and say LeBron's. Not happy with Darvin Ham. So he's going to have to speak. Honestly. Those are the optics. Let, 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 yeah, that's yeah. the optics when For sure. when when there's six different sources yeah. saying this in the athletic and you don't speak leaving and you are LeBron James and everybody thinks you're in charge anyway, which you got to speak. Right? Got to talk about it, man. It's still early January. And the two words that he that they used in this piece, disjointedness. Mm. 
I looked it up. Lacking order or coherence. The state of lacking unity. Or there's another word for it. I think Austin Reeves used it. Um, and then the other one is, uh, the uh, like I said, it's a new nadir. I love that word. That is a great word. Nadir. That's a low point, baby. Nadir? I know what it is. You know what it is? Low point in the fortunes of a person or organization. You know what it is? I can put my finger right on it. It is the curse of the in-season tournament banner. <laughs> the banner. By the way, Ever does the banner come the down? Banner, no, the banner. You can't take that away from Why? me. The banner stays. You're not going to take it down. Well, Just because you've, you've lost 9 of 12 since, since, since hanging the banner and putting plastic over your lockers in Las Vegas as if you have just won it all? If they don't dude, even make the play-in. Dude, dude, if they don't make the play-in, in-season win can't make the play-in. That banner's, the banner's coming never down. coming down. It's never coming down. Honestly, <laughs> since winning the in-season tournament, this all happens because they look like world beaters. Yeah. Completely well, cohesive. Well, there was, it was rigged so they would win. They were jointed. Right. They weren't disjointed. They were jointed. Full David Stern conspiracy. Oh, stop it. For the Lakers. Yeah, like Tyrese Halliburton's going to go for that <laughs> right. as he beats the Bucks again last night. Balling. By sm just like smoking the Bucks again. Yep. Smiling as he goes down court like that guy's going to go along with some sort of theory like <laughs> yours. But honestly, like ever since that happened, what are they just resting on their in-season tournament laurels? Well, they peaked. Does this mean Darvin Ham's going to lose his job? Well. I mean, uh, this says six sources uh, no, with direct knowledge raising questions the about the head coach's standing. It's not like the standings yeah. where they're 10th now. Find the Warriors. All right, if they don't even make the play-in, what's more likely? The banner comes down or Darvin Ham is out of, of town? Course, the banner's Ham's not out of coming town. down. They work too hard for Darvin it. Darvin Ham's <laughs> gone. Before that banner comes down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Make fun all you want of the banner, and we are right now, clearly. I wish I won the banner. That's standing up there. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, but if the boss doesn't like you, you got to go. Like if reports comes out that Rich Eisen is okay. upset with yeah, T.J. Right. Jefferson, then guess what? You're going to turn on this TV, and T.J. Jefferson ain't going to be here. I'm not going to be here. So, <laughs> Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. Is <laughs> I mean, 12 games after hanging an in-season tournament banner, his standing is in question due to six sources close to the situation. There's six and 13 on the road. That's four different, four less sources than the number of different starting lineups they've had. Yikes. Who I mean, are the and, and now Ham, Ham said in all fairness, he, he, mm -hmm. he's pointing to injuries, and a lot of these players are saying, no, no. no it's, it's blank, whatever Austin Reeves said. It's disjointedness. There it is. <laughs> Curse of that banner. That dang banner. Look at this craziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I feel for them.